0: Well, God is on the move, and that's what we've been talking about the last few weeks. Um, God is certainly on the move in the world, in a great place. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Doug Knifton, uh, we laid hands on him a couple, uh, last week. He's in India. i got a slide, if I can, we can have that up on the screen. Um, uh, Doug landed on, uh, I think, technically, I think he landed on Friday, but he left on Thursday. You are not be able to see his pictures all that well, uh, but he landed with his son, and uh, 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 Nicholas, and, and uh, this is his first time being there. Uh, this is a ministry that Connie and Doug Knifton have supported for years. So I don't want to make any pretext here. We're jumping on their bandwagon. Um, so really, seriously, and which is great because you know th- that's what the body of Christ is in terms of moving different people in different places. So they're going. We're part of our family. We're therefore we're going. We've been praying for them. Uh, but you see a picture there of um, of a bunch of children at a school. Uh, their ministry is to empower pastors and empower teachers to 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 uh, work to support themselves so they can do house church. And they've had uh, they have a goal uh, of 500,000 baptisms this year. That uh, looks very achievable. Uh, we, we, we had somebody in our con- in our congregation hear that and just honestly just hear God word, God tell him oh, it's going to be a million. Uh, so you know we're believing in faith. That's a you know that, that, that's a promise that God's going to walk him into sometime. Um, so it, it's just an incredible ministry. We're going to be excited when Doug returns. But please keep Doug lifted in prayer and let's even pray for him now because God is moving through him and moving through these people. And, and it's great that it, because he's moving through Doug and Connie, he's moving through us. So let's give a word of praise to God. Lord, we thank you that you are moving that it is your glory, Lord. We pray for these children. We pray for the salvation of India, Lord. We pray for safety for their travel, Lord. We thank you for the healings and the deliverance and, and, and the restoration that's taking place, Lord, the freedom in Christ that's coming to many souls, Lord. And so we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that you've put Doug and Connie in, into our family so we can be touched by their heart and we can be moved by your heart, Lord, to go to these people where you want to go, in Jesus' name, we praise you, Lord, for the great things and for the millions that are going to be baptized and, and find, you, find you as being their Savior. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. 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 Praise God. <laughs> praise God. Yeah, give Him praise. So God is moving not just in India through us, but He's moving all over the world. I was checking out some stats of, of some of God's movement and, uh, it's been, it's been incredible to see that in 1900, about 54% of the ethnic tribes, the, the language groups of the world, uh, 54% had not been reached yet in 1900. Uh, 1970, it got knocked down by 10% to 44%. Uh, in 2000, it was 29%. Um, now, honestly, it's been flat the last few years, but they expect it to maybe get to about 28% in 2020. So uh, part of that flatness is a little bit of a stat change, because guess what? We're getting, our world is getting smaller. We're finding more groups of people out there, more different ethnic groups than what we knew back in 1900. So, um, but the good news is it's moving. God is moving. God, God is touching people. We're we're seeing, obviously, we're we're seeing trends in in the in the world movement of God, in that missionaries are now coming from uh, South Korea and Brazil and Nigeria, what countries used to be places that we would go to. They're raising up people and coming to us. They're coming. The countries in the southern part of the of the world are now reaching out and becoming missionaries to the northern parts of the world, and so that's a great praise. Um, we're seeing movements of people itself, uh, that there's now one in eight people in the, in the world are dispersed. They're refugees. They're no longer living in their native country. As, as much of a tragedy as that is, that creates a life-changing moment for those people to now enter into perhaps a culture where they can find the gospel and where they can find Christ. So I don't know about you, but in my life, I came to Christ because I was in, I, I was in I was in crisis. My high, heart was broken and my world had crashed down. That's typically when people come to Jesus. And so we see there's this opportunity, if you will, from you know God working all things to good to those that love Him. From refugees, uh, we see this global economy occurring where missionaries no longer have. Uh, At easy access because of the knowledge of what they're doing, but because of the business community and the business climate, we see an increase of the ability of people to travel and to go into other nations, to go into China, to go into India, to go into places that used to have persecution, and now go and do business and as business people to start up communities and start up homes and to reach the gospel for people. Uh, we're supporting a young man and a, a young woman uh, in, uh, with their young family in Turkey who's reaching Syrian refugees that are coming from the Syrian uh, civil war into Turkey. And they're starting, they, they just had their, after a couple of years, they've just had their first couple of conversions. And now those people, those families, because of the culture of, of an Arabic uh, family, the whole family is now engaging in the study and understanding of Jesus Christ. So we, we see God moving. Amen. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Um, you know, we see God moving in the world. We see him moving here amongst us in our, in our community. We mentioned the women that are having a, a, an event, we're seeing that take place here in Solano County, in Fairfield, in Vacaville. We see youth groups doing things together. We see like Solano Dream Center is is, is a much more uh, engaged group of churches in, in terms of uh, reaching out to the homeless and discipling them and to you know having them become baptized and to raising them up not just to find a home but to raising them up to find a home in Christ. To, to, find, you know, to find a place where they can grow. We're seeing all this great movement of God. And, and as we look at this movement of God, it, 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 I want us to take note today of, of what it takes to be involved in that movement. There's this great story, and we're going to look at it here real briefly. There's this great story of Joshua when he's moving along with God, and, and he, he has this encounter that is just astonishing. It, it's an astonishing encounter, not just because he's encountering the character of God, but it's an astonishing encounter because of where it's taking place, what's going on, and and, and the response that both God make and Joshua make because of the movement of God. So having said that, let's go ahead and grab your Bibles and, and turn to the book of Joshua with me. Turn to Joshua chapter 5. Now, Joshua chapter 5 for us in our, in our Bibles underneath our chairs or, or behind our chairs, it's on page 132. And, uh, and we're going to look at Joshua chapter 5 starting at verse 13. So let me give you a little bit of background into Joshua, in case you're not familiar. So Joshua here is now the leader of the Israelite nation. After they have been wandering in the desert for over 40 years, after they had over 400 years of slavery and bondage in the nation of Egypt. So the Israelite people, they were in bondage um, in in Egypt, and God said, go, time to leave, through Moses, and so they left. They left through the Exodus. And so as they were out there in the Exodus with Moses, at one point in time, they came. it was early in their journey, they came upon the promised land that God had promised to the Israelite nation long ago, and, and to the patriarch, the forefather of Abraham, and God said, you know, it's ready to go. They sent some 12 spies there to check it out, and only two came back, Joshua was one of them and said, it's ready to go. The committee, unfortunately, overpowered the thought process of the group of people and they didn't go. So they wandered around for 40 years, in essence, in punishment and discipline and having to go through 40 years of a generation getting to know that I need to follow God with that parallel fire and that cloud of smoke like we talked about last week, like Jeep presented to us very well, that we need to trust and follow him wherever he's going. That's our beacon is God. And so when they got that down, they're ready to enter the promised land. And so they enter the promised land through through the River Jordan. They have to cross it. It's flooded. It's a step of faith. Joshua takes them there, gets them under the under the dry ground of the promised land, and they rededicate themselves with a Passover meal. And now we're at the scene. They've rededicated themselves. They're in the land of promise. And they're about to enter in and be directed into taking the city of Jericho. And so here's God's encounter with him. Watch this, watch this astonishing event. So in verse 13, When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Look at it, Check out this response. Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's armies. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I'm at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. This is, this is, honestly, this is a very astonishing event. Not just because God is encountering a man. And not just because uh, there's a dialogue going on. There's a conversation. There's an intimacy. There's a oneness. There's a relationship. And and not just because of the words that are shared in the dialogue. But what's astounding is the action that takes place here. I mean, the the first thing that is, 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 that's obviously mind blowing to me. Is, is that this, this presence, this angel, if you will, or, or image of, 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 the, of the Lord, it, there's a whole theology to that, and we can, I won't go into that now, but in, in essence you can, you can simply say this is, this, this is the presence of God that's encountering Joshua. And in this presence, the response that he is given when asked if he's friend or foe is Neither. I'm neither. Now, now let's back up. let back up in just a little second, just to, to try to get our mind around this. First of all, it, it, it's just very understandable. As I said before, Joshua has taken the people into the Promised Land. He's now he, he, Moses has died. He's been anointed the general. They've had some victories before over little skirmishes, and he's that kind of go-getting kind of guy, and he's a leader. And so he's looking over and he's getting close to Jericho, and all of a sudden here comes this guy. Joshua is ready to take on Jericho. Yep. I want you to see that. Right. Joshua is ready to take possession of what has been promised to him. Yep. Okay, he's ready. And then comes this guy, and he's just, you know, he's in battle mode. Are you friend or foe? Kind of like the wizard of Oz. So you a good witch or a bad witch? You know, I, I just I, I need to know because I'm, I'm ready to go. If you're a foe, I'm going to slay you. If you're a friend, then, you know, get behind me. We're ready to go. And, and, and the response that he's given is no, I'm neither. Now, how many times do we go to God and we think it's A or it's B? There's, not a, there's, there's no other option. You're either for me or you're against me. That there's no other choice. We're sort of bipolar in our relationship with God, if you will. You know that that he he sees that you know you know which way are you and but there's this other choice and and it doesn't make sense that there's really another choice because if this is God think about this if this is God why would you say neither because you just you you just told us forty years ago to get out of persecution and bondage you're the one that initiated you're the one that said I'm with you right, Moses let's get out of here. And then you showed up. You you showed up and protected us against Pharaoh and his army right up to the sea. You know, we thought we were doomed, and all of a sudden, boom, you you split that sucker and we walked right across, and then it drowned out the enemy. And then you fed us and you protected us and you gave us manna and you gave us quail and you gave us water and and, and you guided us and and you you did all these things. You're definitely for us, but now God is saying neither. He's saying neither. I'm not A, or I'm not B. There's a third option, and that is I'm neither. So, so here's here's the thing that that you got to get, that, that I hope we get, <laughs> that I'm trying to get. Let's well, we'll do this together. It's not about you. not for you or against you. I'm me. It's about me. And and so we see this, you know, we, we see this in our lives in our relationship with God. I mean, again, how many times have we gone to God? Hey, I'm going to go do this thing, Lord. Um, would you bless me for it? Would, would you come over here and, and you know, let, let's do this thing together? Or, you know or even in our worship I mean our, our and I think we're balanced by the way but I mean worship sometimes we can get me oriented you know bless me this is what I need uh, versus praise God from whom all blessings flow right uh, you know in, in our in our in our in our studies in our teaching even as a church we can get very very skewed and leaning towards our identity in in Christ and, and get it to the place where we sort of cross the line. Uh, what, I, what I mean is, you know, it, it's great that we understand that we're children of God. It's great that we understand we are, we, we are princes and princesses of the king. It is great to understand that Christ is inside of us and the whole power of the Holy Spirit resides in us. It is great to understand that we are the called out legislature of God in this world to impart his law and to claim his ground upon this land. It is great to know that. But before we, you know, but how many times do we do we get there, and we actually can cross that line where all of a sudden now we're the king, and that's not that's not that's not this gig, you know? All creation was created by God to give Him glory. It wasn't created for our benefit. This whole world, this whole planet, is to give Him glory. Our lives themselves, we are born on this planet to give Him glory. So before all those things about our identity, before all those things about what God wants us to do, He is King. He is God. He is the authority. So before you ask me about A or B, it's neither of those things. I am God. I am. I am the King. And 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 honestly, for us as a church, you know, uh, we we woke up to this really quickly after our fasting time, and I'm really glad we did. Specifically, what I'm saying is that when we were gathered as a church fasting, Ephesians three twenty was just really huge for us. It it was it was just pouring out through us. Of of, you know, forgive me, I'm drawing a blank on it. Wouldn't you know that? Um, Help me out. Someone start me out with Ephesians three. Now to him be, uh, yes, thank you. Now to him, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can think or ask according to his power that is at work within us through the church and to Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever will be the glory. Amen. Now you might know a different paraphrase, or you might know a different uh, translation of that, but it's easy to get lost in the sentence structure of of that statement in the middle of it, which would be, wow, through the power of God, all I can think about and all I can ask or all I can imagine is going to happen. Well, those are the indirect objects of the sentence. The sentence really breaks down to Now to him be the glory. And in the middle is just what happens. And so, for us as a congregation, what I'm saying is, we can get to that place when we look at, like, you know, we look at 320 Campus Lane, and here's this great place, and, and we, you know, we see God's kind of movement on it. We've heard, we've had a couple have some dreams, which is awesome when that that occurs. Uh, we see the truth of God's promise of meeting somewhere. We see the truth of blessing and all that, and we hear from God, I just want you to ask for it, but He hasn't said, I'm gonna give it to you. So it's easy for us to go, oh, well, you know, we're going to name that thing and claim that sucker. But, you know, if we're not having God be first, then it's not going to come. It's not going to come because I want you to look at this for a second here. This issue about, you know, it's not about us. You know, the timing here of this event, it's incredibly important. You've got to see this timing. In that they have walked into the promise, but they do not hold the promise. They are in the land, but they are not holding Jericho. They do not have the stability that God had promised them of you will be a nation, you will be a people, you will thrive, you'll have a land of milk and honey. They're just standing there. Now Joshua is ready to go get it. And, 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 the, and it's an interesting. He's ready to go. And then he encounters God, and his response is just an incredible response. His response is not, hey, what's the strategy to go and, and take Jericho? That's not, that's, he doesn't ask that. He just basically asks him, you know, who are you? He realizes he's God. He worships, he bows down, and then he says to him, I'll do whatever you want to do. My life is your life. It's no longer about Jericho. It's about God. It's about him surrendering his life to God. And and, and, then, and then the response by the Lord is not an encouraging response of, hey, you're the guy. I just wanted to know. I came to remind you, you're the guy. You're going to do this. It's not that, and, and, and nor is it, nor is it a response of, of, you know, strategy. You know, he doesn't tell them, hey, you know, march around seven times with the band, and you know, then, then shout and play trumpets and, and, and watch what I do. It, it's not that. His 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 option, not A, not B, not friend, not foe, is worship. I'm not a friend. I'm not a foe. I'm God. I'm beyond what your brain has tried to pigeonhole me into. I'm God. And so here's the thing about achieving, if you will, or possessing, or owning, or walking into your promise. I want you to see this truth. It's not as important for us to know If God is with us or not, what's really important for us to know is, are we with God? Are we with God? We we don't need to know if God is with us as much as we need to know that we are with God. So whatever you're encountering that may be, uh, you know, a, a promise that you're waiting to walk into and, and possess, a, a promise of harmony in your marriage, a promise of of, of your children uh, following the Lord, a, a, a promise of, of of blessing, of watching your own life have meaning and purpose beyond what the world is trying to tell you to to do. The most important position is 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 not what God's doing circumstantially in, in 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 enemies or foes, but the most important position is our heart with Him of worship and bowing before Him and letting Him be God. And and so, you know, you can look at our world today, you can look at your families, you can look at our culture, and, and it's easy to go, and I know I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, you go, where are you in this, God? You know... Where are you? And and I can guarantee you, He is right in the middle of it. He was in the middle of it for the Israelites. He was in the middle of it for Joshua. He's in the middle of it for us. And here's another truth that we see out of this. Sometimes God is not going to deliver that promise until He knows the people are with Him. Look at what Jesus said In the garden, in Luke chapter 22, Jesus said he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond the followers, and he knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. It doesn't happen until there's that surrender of your will. It doesn't happen until God knows you're mine. You're with me. And so as we see God moving in our lives, you know, as we see God moving in this church, he, he's going to be moving more and more. Believe me, he is. And and, and, it's, and it's not, you know, honestly, it's, it's not about physically moving. It's not about us going to someplace else. And it, and certainly not about more people. It's, it's not about numbers of people. It's about light. Overcoming darkness. It's about the gospel of the blood of Jesus Christ being spoken out loud verbally to somebody that God loves you and Jesus died for you and your sins are forgiven and you have everlasting life if you surrender to Jesus as your God and having that world-changing, spiritually piercing light Enter into darkness and setting somebody free that is the movement that God wants and is having pour out through our lives and we can watch that unfold into our families we can watch that unfold into our youth and and the the youth have been just so so dominant in my heart since forever I guess but I'm just watching our youth get more and more drowned, more and more drowned. And and, and for our youth that even know who God is, it's as if they're six feet underwater, looking up, trying to breathe, and they see something up there, but they just can't get up but there's a movement of God of worshipers a movement of God of his people that want to that have the ability to bow before him and dive into that pool of water and pull people up and, and we we see that movement occurring at, at even just what i just spoke of just moments ago with just you know a couple of families saying yeah bring him into our bring him into my, our home even with their own little shift of recognizing, you know high schoolers someone in, in, in senior year in high school isn't really going to share too much intimacy, how they're struggling with, <laughs> with wanting to live in front of a sixth grader. And so we, we just see God in, in his movement. And our response is, what Josh says here, it's get low. It's really get low. Philippians 2, verse 12 says this. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. That's so important. Relationship isn't just I know who you are. It's, I'm with you. I'll go where you go. Obedience is about trusting him and, and wanting to be where he is in every part of our life, and our relationships, in everything. and everything. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do, check this out, what pleases him. So again, there's that Ephesians 3.20 of his power working in us. He is inside of us for him, what he wants to do, for his glory, for his movement. And then we look at Revelation. We look at what the Lord encouraged John with in his vision. He says, And they overcame the devil because of the blood of the Lamb and because the word of their testimony and they did not love their life even when faced with death. You know, if we're with God, that means that we're dead. If you gave your life to him, it means you don't own your life anymore. When we were baptized, it was more than symbolic. <laughs> we buried ourselves into the water of life, rising to walk a new life again. It's his life. You know, if if... In, in the world of persecution, in the world where Christians are in in countries where they risk being beheaded, that's the victory thought that keeps them going. Because if you're dead already, what can anybody what can man do to you? If we're willing to give up, our comforts, willing to give up what we think is is sacred, willing to give up what we have in our culture of things that we worship, if we're able to just surrender and bow and get low and say, it's yours, God. It belongs to you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Mark. We're just... We're with you, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I got big thumbs on mine too. <laughs> Obviously, we want we want to be that people. we want to be that kind of people. So I'm just going to ask you if you just join me in a prayer let's let's dedicate ourselves to that. you know and, and uh, you know let's recognize I'm going to kind of maybe do two things at one time, if you will, but in this dedication. comes willing to surrender everything, our whole lives, and including our finances. We hold on to those things so much. We, we, we turn and want to count our chariots and want to count our horses and not recognize that God has given us so much that even that belongs to Him. And so right now, just with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, Lord, We want to declare that you're our God. And not just that you're our God on a shelf. But you're the Lord over every beat of our heart in our life. And so just, you know, if that's true for you, I just want to ask you you take your hand and put it over your heart. and Take your other hand and raise it up to heaven. Just take your own little quiet time and just give your heart to the Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I give you my life, Lord. My breath, my walk, my hands. You know, church, if that's where you're at, I, I want to just invite you to stand. If it's true for you, I don't want to be campy about this, but if, if you want to give, just make that gesture of your whole walk is for the Lord, is for God. Wherever He's going to lead you, you're going to go. And just stand with me and you know, let's put our hands out in front of us. not asking for a blessing, but let's put our hands out in front of them, just asking God, Jesus, grab our hands and lead us. We're blind. We can't see. We can't see where you want to go. We can't see the people that are in darkness all the time. (laughs) We're deaf and the world's drowning out, Lord. We've got too many things turned on that aren't you. We're listening to too much that isn't of you. We're reading too much that isn't you. We're seeing too much that isn't you, Lord. Keep us blind. Keep us deaf. So we will only feel your hands leading us to the people you want us to touch. Pour out your healing and your love through our hands and through our heart. Pour out your gospel through our mouth. We'll set people free we give you praise Lord we give you glory and Lord we do lift up all the youth no matter what age that are around us all the broken in this world that are thinking about suicide right now all the people that are in depression Help us to dive into that pool and pull them out and to breathe your life everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's children said, amen. Amen. Wow, you're standing. Cool. (laughs) Praise God. Give the Lord praise. Now's the time we're going to collect prayer cards and give our offering. Let me speak about our offering a little bit. Because it, it, it can sometimes just be, and I can be guilty of this, just sort of like jumping through to other things. Offering to of God is really important because of where our heart is. We get wrapped up in, in it. Offering is really important for ministry. Uh, Jesus, is one of his first gifts was a big old hunk of gold that I'm sure he used and needed to get the heck out of Bethlehem and away from Herod and move to Egypt and live. We're not a denomination. We're a family. We're, we're independent. What we give is what God gives us to reach India and to reach homeless and to pay lights. And, and I am very blessed that you support my family. And it's, it's a part of the kingdom of God. It's not ours. And, and, and just my own personal testimony, I wish I woke up to that earlier. I candidly did not wake up to that until I was called into ministry. And I finally surrendered and everything just flows because it's his. And um, I'm free. I'm free from the stress of that. So I encourage you and invite you to that that place of flow with God. Um, Jesus says to give 100% to him. That's the due testament amount of giving is 100%. You give it all. In essence, if you will, out of custom, we tithe 10% as a place to start because it's an Old Testament biblical principle and we know it's got favor and blessing to it. It's easy math too. (laughs) But know that what we're about to give back to Him is something that's incredibly sacred. It's sort of like what Joshua encountered of I've got this moment for you. And if if you bow before me, I'm going to deliver the promise to you. But don't look at me as being either or. I'm more than that. So let's pray over this time. Lord, thanks. I just personally thank you, God. I I had a couple of great parents that really put an emphasis on my learning things, and I I thank you, God, that um, you've given me some wisdom and encouragement to that in the marketplace before even going into ministry to exchange some value and to receive financial blessing. And I thank you, God, that I eventually woke up to the principle of of your flow of, of money and resources and everything in this world belonging to you. And so thank you, God, I just give you my financial life. I give you every gift that you've given to me. I give it back to you that you're going to bless it, multiply it, just like a a, a grain of, of wheat it's going to plant in the ground it's going to create a hundred other kernels to feed somebody so we give you praise and glory Lord be blessed Lord bless everyone who's giving today you know bless the ushers who are going to pray over it as well and uh, bless the prayer team that's going to pray over it Lord we're going to see you move and do some great stuff in Jesus name we pray and all God's children say amen amen